And welcome to the Run Amok Podcast. To behave or run around in a wild, unruly, out of control manner. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 14. Wait for it, Gary. I've got a great one for you. Shout out to, wait, I got to check and make, Zelmo Beatty. What a name. That's a fake like name, a, right? It's not a fake name. Wow. And I, I want to get you to guess, but I don't know. I kind of want to sprinkle in for the, for the uneducated, for the, un, for the uninformed. We throw in an NBA, we give a shout out to an NBA player to start off the podcast, to get ourselves on a positive note. And I've always, I want to, I've sprinkled in a few fake names and mm-hmm. I want to keep doing it. But, uh, but what was it? Z- Zelmo Beatty? Like that's got to be a, an obscure Harry Potter character name, right? Zelmo? Like Elmo with a Z on the front. Yeah, it's Elmo's, yeah, it's Elmo's violent younger brother. He Is that, that's how it's spelled though? Zelmo? Yep. Yeah, Zelmo. That's insane. Yeah, it's just, it's such a deadly. What combo. era almost... was this guy? Uh, oh, I didn't check. Oh, what do you think? Have. What? Okay, I, let's that we'll follow like next episode. Eighties to me. I don't know. Zelmo. Yeah, I'm thinking. Okay, late I'm actually eighties maybe that he played in the late eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him playing in the nineties because he was like born in the seventies, where yeah, yeah, his yeah. parents are perhaps. Uh, hippies of some kind and so i don't know we'll we'll look into it and then we'll get into it next episode maybe we'll have carson and caleb uh give their two cents as well but that's the that's the thing so we gotta first things first you'll notice only two people on this call soon to be one person on this call soon to be solo (laughs) dolo we got some stuff to run through we got some really fun topics we're going to talk about our interview with kenny briefly i got some bachelor i got some great bachelor news for you as well and uh, and of course we're gonna get into nba but gary producer gary a scholar some would you call yourself a scholar first oh i'm yeah scholar first podcaster no podcaster second podcaster second lover fourth Lover fourth, what's third? I'm not really sure what's third yet. Uh, maybe, okay, you're saving the, I'm saving, saving the I'm not, spot. No, you I'll get know. back to you. There's all, something all better I know than is Lover is fourth. I just know, <laughs> yeah. I know in my heart that's where that's where, Do, where, where does fifth. Maybe just leave that open to like general thinker, maybe philosopher. Yeah, vibe. Yeah, okay. But is is so that and the crux of that whole statement was that you're gonna have to go to class at, at, <laughs> yes. in, about, in, in about twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah. That was the whole point of that rabbit hole. So, but we're gonna jump in. We might have Carson call in after work. Uh, just like uh, it was kind of hearkening back to like I'm just gonna be a little bit of a radio morning show host doing it solo, and we'll get a call in when we get a call in. But Gary, if you're ready, first of all, how was your week, dude? How was your? Do you have a solid week, dude? It's lockdown, baby. Just- just hanging nothing. out not absolutely nothing, nothing. Yeah. i don't know if you saw my snap earlier i got some weights finally that i ordered Sick. three months ago mm-hmm. so that's cool veteran but. listeners of uh, and i 
I I sent this to you, veteran listeners of the podcast. Well, no, Gary used to be shredded. We used to have shredded producer Gary. We never had video video or picture evidence of this, but just know. We never did, but I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't lie about that. Yeah. No, so, okay, I'm happy for you there. We're going to be, it's going to be sad to lose you later. But, man, okay, so someone that we know, and this is just a development earlier today. Mm -hmm. So someone that you know, have I told the story about... Uh, I don't want to use any names, especially for this story, but some we know from high school, he once accidentally Snapchatted me a picture. A, I, a know, video I know where that, I've I'm heard trying the story. I know and do you understand going. why I I'm understand. trying to word it so delicately? Yes. He sent me an, uh, an X-rated video that I have to, and dude, it was an unsolicited video. Completely. I, I mean, thanks for adding that in. I would kind of, I kind of assumed that the people may think it was uh, unsolicited, but yeah, okay, we'll throw just that on the record. Just making sure, just Didn't double checking. Yes, had no idea it was it was the gro- whatever you're picturing. It was grosser than that. Whatever you're picturing, it was more explicit. And the worst part was, I've definitely told this on the podcast before. I got no follow up. I obviously sent to the wrong person. It was a video. It was about twenty seconds long. Took multiple snaps. No follow up. Like, hey, dude, wrong person. And I know I knew who his girlfriend was at the time. Her name is not anywhere close to mine. We don't have, it, 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 we don't share any letters, first name or last name. And dude, so he's kind of been blacklisted from my Snapchat. Didn't delete him off because deleting him almost felt like acknowledging the moment too much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Both I of you we, need to know that it, or just pretend that it never happened in any capacity. Yep. Yeah. And do you know what I what I received? So he put a beautiful, and this is, I guess, my fault. He put up a, a beautiful Snapchat of this this beautiful winter scene, this sort of landscape, this winter landscape. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, and, and so I responded like, "Oh, dude, look, looks like heaven. It looks like heaven." He responds about half an hour later. I, I don't know what I don't know what he was doing, and I, I can't prove this. But I know, I know deep down that he was completely naked. No shirt on in the snap. <laughs> we get a high angle, a dangerously high angle that cuts off right, be- right before the weight. So I can see there's no shirt. And uh, it, it just says, miss you, miss you, Stalzo. <laughs> Dude, this guy, he wants to bring it back. He, wa- he wants to throw it back. He's kind of inching me into it. But then I realized that I can't, I'm really in no position to blame this guy because I saw a tweet earlier this week. Saw someone liked it, threw it by it came came upon my timeline. That was pretty much like you either know the naked neighbor or like you either have it or you are the naked neighbor. And you are. I am the naked neighbor. I, I really can't complain because uh, look, I think everyone in my neighborhood would attest. I have a blind. I'm looking at it right now. I really only use it to help with the podcast lighting, so it's not too bright. <laughs> because when I'm getting undressed. It's I, don't, yeah, I don't have time. I work hard <laughs> for this body. I run every day for this body. Why, why in the privacy of my own home, sh- should I be forced to? Well, one reason shield. I can give you is that lady walking around inquiring about George and where he's Dude, gone she, to. So that, so that lady's definitely was a woman, seen you naked several times. This picture, which is really, uh, it's not uh, art, I would say. But, it looks like um, a calendar. It's, it's, I really like it. It's a cocktail chart of oh, uh, of different cocktails from films and books. Hmm. So we've got all sorts of things. Yeah, we've got uh, you know James Bond. We've got it from Breakfast at Tiffany's. 
uh, The Godfather, The Simpsons, all sorts of neat things. So that replaced a big George Costanza poster that I used to have, you know, just trying to like, grow up a little bit. And, and she came up and she was like, oh, where's George? Where's George? And I kind of knew what she meant immediately, but was super creeped out. Like, well, yeah. come on. Like, why do you, and people must be saying, well, you just talked about how you don't like to close your blind. It's my home. It's not an invitation for people to look in. It's an invitation for me to look out at the world. This is my private space. You're the ones on a public sidewalk. And and she literally, I swear to God, Gary, it's funny you bring that up. She came up, she like, came up to me i'm working on my front step and she walks onto my driveway and what did she ask me she asked what the most well she was like first of all she said oh it's that crazy like she does acknowledge that she's crazy she goes oh it's uh, that crazy george costanza woman like <laughs> if you're self-aware enough to call yourself crazy for peeping into my room you should be self-aware enough yeah maybe to stop, to stop, stop doing, doing that yeah yeah but <laughs> dude i i really can't be that mad but i kind of love that about her though just Oh, watch out! It's crazy, crazy lady coming by again. Like, yeah, it's kind of kind of charming in a creepy kind of uh, murdery like serial killer kind of way, you know. <laughs> you appreciate it because you don't have to live through it. Yeah, but very much, man. Okay, ah, oh, damn, it sucks because I have I have a funny story that I want to get to that I said has to do with running that we would bring up next episode, but we're on a bit of a time crunch. And again, it still has to, it still involves Carson. So I prefer, I'm, you know what? I have it written down. I'm good. I swear to God, I swear we're going to get to it. And here's another hand. We promise you know, this is not a month long bit that we're just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's to. next episode like it's just a trailer every single week now i we will maybe get to it someday possibly and uh, and you know what there's also a chance we might not i mean we're just we're, we're and just the payoff right is gonna be that's very disappointing like devastating parts <laughs> that the payoff is gonna be a very low but mm. Basically, oh, do I want to? No, I'm not even going to start it because if I start it, then I'm going to jump right into it. But we did get some Bachelor insight. So we'll jump into that, Gary. I think mm -hmm. what we're also going to do, we're going to try to maybe make these pods a tiny little bit shorter. Because when mm -hmm. I'm looking on YouTube and I'm thinking, wow, that's an intimidating length. And I know, I know we got listeners listening right now. That's the most obvious statement ever. I know we have listeners listening right now. I know we, uh, like, obviously, but we have people who listen all the way to the end and we appreciate that but uh but it's a little intimidating for new listeners i think like in. 30 to 45 minutes is like kind of sweet spot because that's, that's like it's like an always, episode of a show you can commit yes, to that ex exactly and it's funny we we talked about here's a little insight into, into the pod uh, i i realized editing last week holy shit the rapid fire questions which are supposed to be rapid fire and we <laughs> like rapid fire they're supposed to be rapid yeah we only do two of them theoretically with three like it's not a, like we have a group of six people it should take what like five minutes gary yeah it's one third of the podcast now it's one third of our entire it podcast. is a lot of fun though i will They're admit super fun but i think we're gonna limit it to, to one a week yeah, and yeah. i'm i'm bad at taking a long time too i think coop maybe though i coop can go a long coop likes story. to embellish for he sure he likes to embellish and uh and some of them are very you know very inane details which we're both guilty of so i think we're gonna work on speeding it up but people have given a two two people and i think they might be housemates or friends at least i don't know but two people have given us a tip for the podcast now 
and I don't think we're going to do it, but, <laughs> but, but I appreciate it. Cause I've looked into it. I don't think it's quite, I don't think it's quite juicy enough for us to jump into, but they're saying to tide you over to next season, start doing bachelor Australia, bachelorette Australia. Mm, and so I asked a little bit about it, but then I get told, I'm like, Oh, what's the host like? You go, Oh, the host really isn't a factor at all. Hmm then what type of reality show am I watching? I'm a, I grew up a survivor junkie. I'm a Jeff Probst disciple. Mm-hmm. Chris Harrison, hey, look, we're hearing the feedback yeah. and we're happy to critique. But as a personality, because I did listen back and sometimes I just like, you know, we speak without thinking. And I remember like the episode that we were saying he shouldn't be in it. I just off the cuff was like, and we love Chris Harrison. And I was listening back. I was like, wait, no, no, we don't, David. Why the fuck you say that? But what I meant by that is like, he is an electric personality on the show. You know what well, I mean? What like, is a reality is TV show without a, an electric host? Kind of like, yes. it's still something, but it's not quite what it should be, you know? I could not agree more. Like a yeah. Seacrest, like the, the reason why... I would say one of the reasons why I didn't get into the voice is that Carson Daly is not electric enough. That's why he's yeah. failed at every stop he's gone to. And I'm sorry, because I know uh, Daly listens to the podcast, so I feel bad. But the host, I want him to matter. Then I get told, oh, yeah, and half the men remind me of the Wiggles. <laughs> Pardon me? The Wiggles? And so I threw the Wiggles were kind of sick. Come on. Okay, so I, did, I threw out a statement saying, and here's a quote from what I messaged her back. I said, there's nothing sexier than the Wiggles, and you can quote me on that. And uh, she took a screenshot of the chat. She texted it to multiple people, it, and it went on the record a little quicker than I thought it would. And she said, "Okay, like, was I'm, your name okay. withheld or no? Nope. Okay. Very public, right yep. off the bat. Hey, I said you can quote me. This is you on did. me. You I did. She just she just called my bluff. But uh, dude, the Wiggles may be they may be the most asexual beings on the planet who do you think is less sexual the wiggles or the teletubbies like, oh i thought the teletubbies are way more sexual than <laughs> yeah. the wiggles for sure have you seen some of that shit dude they got a fucking yeah. vacuum that like i don't even well, you're want talking to, teletubbies after it. dark we yeah. got hired to okay a little yeah, a little insight into our lives producer gary and i between like during the quarantine episodes we were asked to write on a children's television show we thought okay this is a great opportunity for us to grow to get our names out we found out it was teletubbies we thought okay this is a huge mainstream show they don't i don't think they speak english do they the teletubbies no uh, no they don't i think no they don't and we would know that because we, <laughs> we, we wrote we, for the show yeah. yeah and we and i was testing you in your past because we both know the answer to that well but i wasn't it was writing actually... in english so if they were speaking if they were reading <laughs> yeah my... we were that's we were, probably we were really why we don't write for anymore god damn what a horrible that's why our bits didn't make it onto episode. the show this is, this is the stupidest bit ever but basically we wrote for wiggles after dark i think like was that worth the payoff was no. that worth the payoff of the five minute build-up of me being like we wrote for the wiggles yeah we no, wrote but for, i think uh, we should i think we should in bachelor australia i think we should check you, it out are, are we should check it out let's do it okay at the I'm very down. least we'll check it out and if we don't like it we'll give them our review and that's it we'll be done with it all right I'm, but if I'm we like that. it we can maybe commit you know all right i'm in because yeah. we also want to do because i i like reality tv and i'm gonna get into why we we like reality tv besides like look we love the drama i also get i think you do too invested in the relationships at a certain point too mm-hmm. once they start to you know pick up steam get real we've kind of been on record loving some of the relationships on on the bachelorette and bachelor 
But we, I, I'm also interested in other dynamics of reality TV. I think it's like a really fascinating space for other reasons. And so we're thinking, I want to gauge some interest because I know Survivor better than 99% of the population. I'm comfortable saying that. I think we want to get into maybe some Survivor recaps as well. It would be a different podcast. It's not on this one. We would be looking to get some Survivor guests. We would have, maybe Carson would recap it with us. We have a guest recap it with us some weeks. Uh, like, and we're talking guests would be uh, former contestants or people who cover it professionally. Like we would get very legit guests for it, but that's something that we're throwing, that we've been throwing around the last next couple of weeks. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited. So give us some feedback on that. Bachelor Australia, we want to hear what, what you want to see because, uh, because we're, I don't know. I think we're finding a niche in the reality TV realm, Gary. How about you? Yeah, I, I like it. I didn't, I didn't think we'd end up here, but I, I no, dude, I'm happy glad accident. We did. Yeah. That's what this pod is all about. It's all about experimenting. So let's jump in. I have one final, oh, two final quick little hits. So first of all, our our interview with Kenny. It's coming out this Saturday. I announced it on my Instagram for any of those that uh, that missed it. Uh, I doubt you're listening to this if you missed it, but we're, we did an interview with Kenny Brash. Really interesting guy. And, and I really like interviewing, I think, the older guys like that because, you know, Ed's kind of an older guy, but, like, Noah is a fascinating dude, but he's lived such a little life. Like, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't, I got interviewed on one podcast. I didn't have shit all to say because I have no experience and neither does he really. Like, a 40-year-old guy like Kenny yeah. is going to be a, a fascinating, fascinating listen and deeper than you might expect. And, uh, and that's kind of why I wanted to get into real quick because... Look, I had, I'm not going to drop his name, but I had someone who um, I, I used to intern with. He messaged me. Yeah. And he, he messaged me through my story because, you know, it's kind of a goofy picture that we have with Kenny's hair spiked up. He's yeah, got the yeah. jacket with no shirt. He looks like a douche and he would admit it. But he messaged me like three laughing emojis and being like, uh, what, why? <laughs> which is like and so i was talking to Cuba. i was like what a dumb question like first of all don't ask us why we're getting a certain guest for the podcast if you don't listen to the podcast you yeah. know what i mean like you you know i know you listen to some older episodes but like dude we've been recapping the bachelor for over a year and a half now yeah like, we're we've not just been in this round. we're not desperate for guests we're like oh we, we, dude, we we're not grabbing anyone from any show we're not reaching out to people on fucking big brother like what do you, what do you, t- like, look, and he's a nice guy. If he listens to this, um, well, like, I doubt he is because he hasn't listened to the, the, the last, like, 50 episodes. But uh, I don't mean to, to offend, but I was just kind of like, dude, why? And then I, I also did let him know, though, that, like, A, we recap the pod. People seem to really like it. We enjoy being in that space. But also, and I think you can attest to this, Gary, I think, and I told, we told Kenny this, we told Ed this, the thing that I find really interesting in reality TV and that's why we're kind of diving into the space and trying to tell the stories, trying to do interviews with people who I think got a particularly bad or a particularly inaccurate edit on the show is that you have a five minute snippet of a one hour episode once a week. And that is your public perception to millions of people. And yeah. it's over. It's out there and you will never have an equal platform to give your side of the story. You can start a podcast, a YouTube channel, you can be Rachel Lindsay and be a host on ET Canada. Or you e- could you could commit your tonight. Instagram like just post after post after post like, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm you not will that never, guy. But you ever will never have the ever, same audience. Yeah, 
as they do no. putting out your narrative. And so we want to talk to these people and allow them, like Kenny, it's, it's good. I haven't gone through and edited it yet, but that shit, like we're never going to do a cut unless we like, you know, cut out. Uh, we did a couple times with Ed. Then, then we're just going to make a cut for clarity's sake. But otherwise, it's completely their uninterrupted narrative. And I think that's really fascinating because that type of fame is different than any other, right, Garrett? Like, it's even different than, like, TikTok fame or, like, any sort of Yeah, because, sort of well, the TikTok, the it's like they're there for you and they're mm. you're, you're going to be able to update them. And if you change, people are going to see you narrative. change. Yeah, it's your narrative. But like yeah. people who go, even the people that follow them on Instagram and stuff, they're like, they're there for what they saw on The Bachelor, not yeah. who they are as a person. But it, I totally agree. And but what was... something interesting that came from Kenny's though, is he was like, yo, that's, I, they kind of didn't do me dirty with that. Like, that's kind of just mm-hmm. me, which is like, yeah. sometimes you get that, but most of the time I feel like you don't. That Yeah, you do. I don't think most of the time you, you do not. But he was someone who it's like, look that's one very small aspect of him. And he said like, look, yeah. I'm, I'm happy being confrontational and speaking my mind and, you know, yeah. Speaking up about stuff that, that I disagree with and expressing that, but I'm not that guy all the time. And you can see that like, he's super nice and we're joking around and, yeah. you know, he came across as how Ed described himself as kind of a confrontational douche. Kenny kind of came across as confrontational, and that's like one very small aspect of him that was the most convenient side to put out. So yeah. if you haven't watched the show, again, I said in the story, I swear to God, uh, you, I think you'll find it enjoyable. But it's funny, some people, two, two listeners both said, this is someone who I guess you were going to have. Oh, really? It's like, wow, that's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Shout out to uh, one of them in particular that's listened for a long time. I've known her uh, for years and and she, I love her whole, her whole family is fucking awesome. I think her sister listens sometimes too. And so the, the fact that she, uh, she kind of guessed it was awesome, but I also got feedback from her and a bunch of other people said, do you, they, th- they said, Oh, we thought it'd be, they didn't use this term, but your white whale, who do you think was the white whale, Gary? Guess who they think our white whale. Guess is. who they think our white whale is. Yeah. For this, uh, for Claire season or just overall? For, uh, you could say overall, uh, but for the whole batch of universe, who have we? Who's the person who like we have been intrigued with? We've been hot on. We've been cold on. I think you might guess the wrong person, but um, hmm. Uh, MJ? No, Victoria? No, oh, no, those. you're overthinking it. Dude. Overthinking it? What? Who? Bennett, dude. Oh, yo, you're Bennett's right. The actually, white you're right, we, you're right. Yeah, we're huge Bennett heads. So, like, that's the goal. That's that's the goal. That is, I think, what. Like, that's how, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Because he's been putting out a lot of stories, and people are getting a bit of an insight. He's been putting out a lot of stories. This is how I do it. I scan. He's like, also what probably one of the like. biggest personalities to come out of that. Biggest personality, long sure. life. Yeah. like kenny been around a long time right. and uh and he's been putting on the story say, hey you don't know my whole story you've only seen a snippet of me blah 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 it's like hey dude you want to put out that whole story yeah I'm right fucking here you're pretty I, much I, dude, pretty much alluding to being on this podcast actually yeah he's trying to yeah, bennett we get it just give us some fucking space okay we're interviewing other people he's been we can't have my the white whale right away that's no fun we, we gotta, gotta lead up to it yeah. i would even ghost write a book with him i think i think we could <laughs> find a partnership for that all right now, Gary, you can dip out whenever, but I have one last Bachelor thing for us. I had uh, um, someone who I'm close to added Serena P on LinkedIn. 
and she got the acceptance from her Ooh, on LinkedIn. Big. So she said, Hey, I'll get you guys. Uh, I'll get you guys. Like I'll put your name in her ear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I just watched with the, with this person too. I just watched the talented Mr. Ripley. And if anyone's seen that movie, they'll know this reference. Uh, have you seen it, Gary? I have not. No. Oh, it's fucking awesome. You gotta watch it. I'm an idiot also. Anyone who's seen the movie will know how dumb this is. I thought it was done by Wes Anderson. It's not <laughs> at all a Wes Anderson movie. Not even close. Uh, but it sounds like something he'd direct, right? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, talented Mr. I'll Ripley. let you know stylistically if, if I agree with yes. that. But... Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You watch after. But, man, she, I, I said, like do the approach that Tom in the movie approaches Dickie with. Basically he comes up to him on the beach and he's there to like bring him back um, from Italy. His family is paying him to bring their son back uh, to convince him to come back from his vacation basically. And, uh, and he acts like he knew him from Princeton. He didn't go to Princeton, but he's like, Hey, we had that one night where we met each other, blah, blah, blah. She should do that to Serena P. Be like, oh my gosh, we had that because Serena P. went to University of Waterloo, mm-hmm. so it's feasible. Be like, hey, oh, it's I was fully in Waterloo, feasible, yeah. like blah blah blah. We hung out this night. Do you remember? And you told me all about. Uh, you told me all about Matt. I don't know how juicy <laughs> you want to get with it, but and then uh, just just whisper in that ear. So I I want to get because I don't want to be a fucking boys club. We need a we need a girl on this podcast. We yeah. need to talk to a woman, share that perspective and uh, diversify a little bit because right now it's the fucking white boys club which is not what we signed up for that's, yeah, that's not what another we reason why we can't have been on yeah yeah because that is the pinnacle yeah but one great tidbit here's something i'll tease with before you hop off gary we learned from kenny an exclusive no one else in the world knows this bennett's uh alter rap alter ego he has a different name and it's just as white as you think it would be, just <laughs> as soft as you think it would be. Yeah. All right, producer Gary, go learn. What do you learn about today? Typography, baby. Oh, that's fucking sick. Yeah. All right, let us know what you learn next week, okay? I will. All right, peace. Peace. guys so hopefully we'll have Carson call in it's gonna kind of be again I I have fun with this dynamic sometimes it's gonna be kind of like a radio sports talk show in the morning like a New York radio sort of thing where I'm just talking and maybe we'll get a call in and Coop can give his two cents on uh, on the teams we're talking about I gave him the rapid fire question so hopefully we see him then but otherwise I'm gonna run through really just two topics today I want to talk about two Western Conference teams that had to be honest around if we're talking about where we expected them to drop in the seedings about the same expectations and have handled them completely differently. So we're going to be talking about the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns. Now, Sacramento over the weekend, oh, dear Lord, they lost their sixth and seventh straight games. Now, looking towards next season, I wanted to ask the guys, and I'll ask myself here, whether, like, who do I see the team moving forward with? Is this playoff dream officially dead as well because that should have been the expectations coming in is this team is a fucking playoff lock they have their star in uh they have their star in De'Aaron Fox they have a fun rookie in Tyrese Halliburton they have Harrison Barnes you know they have some role players 
to at least throw out there. They have some experience. They have some star power. They're young and athletic. They should be good defensively. You then have Fox Legion on offense. That's a key to a fun eighth seed, at least, or lock them into the ninth seed, and then they're in the play-in tournament. That was the expectation coming in. And all right, we got a lot of season left to go. That dream already feels like it's slipping away. So to answer the question, is the playoff dream dead? I'm sorry, Sacramento fans. And it honestly feels like a curse talking about them, but it's deader than dead. These are the type of games you need to win. These last, uh, the sixth and seventh straight losses. Look, they, they played the Spurs a few times in there, which is, you know, competitive team but not spectacular then they lost to the t-wolves and the pistons and uh who else who else did they lose to oh then the pelicans again another another promising young team but the pistons and timberwolves inexcusable you lose to the worst team in the league in the timberwolves and then you let Corey joseph and look i used to work for canada basketball i respect Corey joseph but if you let him have your revenge game against you then I have no faith in your ability to string together enough games to make it. It's, it's, it boggles my mind, the lack of motivation on this Kings team, especially for how young they are. They're completely inconsistent. Now, I have no, in terms of who I think they're going to keep, I have no idea what anyone is going to provide besides Darren Fox on any given night, including Luke Walton, the head coach. I have no idea what sort of Kings team you're going to get. And that's been the story with this franchise for the last 10 years. They go on a five game winning streak. We start talking about them. We get excited. They fucking lose 15 in a row, man. It should be no surprise. I guess when you look at, Luke Walton's coaching history, when you look at some of the individual players and their defensive histories, maybe it shouldn't be a surprise that they're dead last in defensive rating if you watch them. But again, we talked about it earlier this season. I think I asked the guys, who's your most disappointing team so far? And this was a a month, two months ago. And I said the Kings, because again, you look at them defensively, they're young, they're athletic, how are they logically this bad on that end of the floor? Again, they're riding a seven-game losing streak, worst in the league, with losses to Pistons, the Timberwolves, and the Pelicans. If you're looking to make the playoffs, it's inexcusable. So the question is, heading into the end of the season, and again, I'm sorry, Sacramento fans, because this is a shitty spot to be in. It's almost, to give you any sort of comfort, a very similar spot that the Raptors are in. Is this a full-on rebuild from the ground up? And to me, basically, Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, surprising rookie prospect, will be there next year. No doubt. Those are great building pieces. Okay, you can take a bit of comfort in that. But everyone else should be up for grabs, including Luke Walton. Luke Walton shouldn't be allowed back in California after this tenure and his shitty Lakers tenure and his, I don't know, surprising Golden State tenure when he when he had the greatest regular season team of all time to play with. He looked fine, and somehow he's still riding that wave. Caleb and I talk about all the time. I can't remember a coach who's ridden like one good run for, uh, for more money than Luke Walton. He, he had one good Warriors run with a team that was already spectacular, already a championship team. And he's pretty much soaked up two contracts with that one okay run. Now, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, they're fine. But 
you may as well ship them. There's no fight there whatsoever. There's no cohesion. Honestly, probably the most disappointing team in the league still this season. I said a couple months ago, and I have to stand by it again. There's just nothing to look towards with this Kings team except two prospects and the fact that, well, there's always next season. Now, the funny thing is, is that's kind of how we used to view the Phoenix Suns since Devin Booker's, uh, since the start of his career, really, it's kind of been like, well, fuck, they have Devin Booker at least. All right, let's try it again next year. And then with the injection of Chris Paul, again, I thought, look, they're going to be battling with the Kings for kind of the bottom of the playoff seeding, ninth seed, eighth seed, seventh seed, maybe the sixth seed. Right now, they have a commanding hold on the second seed in an injured Western Conference. So I wanted to ask, how high is the ceiling for this Suns team? How high can they be? Because they're rolling right now after a 117-113 win over the Utah Jazz, who, of course, are at the top of the West right now. Booker and Paul looked fucking incredible against that Utah defense. And with an injury-ridden West, the Suns, I don't know, you got to ask, are they a legit contender? And to me, they are, especially with AD's health still in question. And today, we're, of course, recording this on April 13th. So today, news just came out that Jamal Murray, I think he tore his ACL. So that's going to be a longstanding injury. So you have Denver weekend, you have the Lakers weekend, the Clippers are on a roll. But how, how sustainable is that run? They're constantly up and down. Booker looked like a, a star against Utah. To me, that was honestly one of the most telling games and one of the most entertaining games of the season. But Chris Paul was the catalyst behind closing that game out. It was capped off, it was capped off by an awesome moment too. You had LeBron's Space Jam commercial come out. I think it was last week. Uh, we talked about it briefly. And Chris Paul had a little allusion to the original with Michael Jordan, water bottle with Chris's secret stuff written on the side. And a veteran of the game move. He had it pointed perfectly to the sideline camera. And look, I don't know if you want to blame uh, Chris Paul's immortal body or his savviness or whatever the hell was in that ambiguous water bottle, but he looked unstoppable down the stretch. He had 11 points in the fourth quarter alone, threw in an extra five in overtime to close it out. But what is even more promising than that one single game is the fact that we've seen it over a whole season, again, I, I'll be on record. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some people out there who are going to pull up old blogs and say, oh, I saw this coming a mile away, but I was not someone who saw the suns flying this side of the sun. Mm. The thing is, is they're super efficient on both ends of the floor, especially defensively. It's a great sign as well, this particular game, because it was a gritty, gritty win too. And those are not, that kind of grittiness and that resilience is not something you typically assign to Booker. And, uh, but he, see, he seems ready for the playoffs. I'm excited to see him there. Aiden looked amazing against Gobert. He's looked really amazing throughout this whole second half of the season as a real defensive anchor. He's overlooked. Uh, I forget who came out with it, but they... Some website came out with the top prospects under 25, and Aiden wasn't on it. He didn't make the top 25 under 25. Look, at the end of the season, we, we may have to redo that list because he, you know, he's not a superstar. His stats have really dropped off since last season, 
But that being said, he is their defensive anchor on that team. And he's looking really good alongside Chris Paul. He's been really efficient in the second half of the season. So I'm excited about him. Obviously excited about Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Those are such, such a good young core. If you squeeze out a few more years from CP3, my money's on him going to a real championship contender after this season. But if you can get a few more years from him, I'm not betting against this team to maybe go to the finals. All it takes is a couple injuries. And it looks like that's kind of been thrown their way. Now, Jay Skeets of the No Dunks podcast, one of my favorite podcasts out there, he pointed out that the Suns are really just one of two backcourts in the league who can get you a good shot at any time. The first, obviously, Kyrie and Harden. The second, Paul and Booker. And you saw this in this game in particular. Then I guess you can maybe go cj and dame not really though of course golden state when clay's healthy sure but i mean it's really just Kyrie and Arden and paul and booker like when you're talking about guys who can get you points at any time i don't trust westbrook with that distinction him and beal i don't trust um gordon Dragic and jimmy butler like you can make a couple borderline but when it comes to the best backcourts who can just individually you have two guards who can get you a bucket and that's a lot of the time what you need in the playoffs it's it's the nets and it's this duo in phoenix with chris paul and devin booker it's been a ton of fun to watch but one fun tidbit coming out of this week with the suns playing that well is we're starting to, we're starting to hear the buzz again does chris paul deserve mvp buzz now we've talked about this before with kale kill but we're talking about how many people get to come to the mvp table i say around eight i'm having a, a fairly big dinner party how many people can come to that mvp table and have a meal i'm putting eight kale has 10 and i know for a fact that he would allow chris paul there but to me he can he can come to the table sure he can have a bit of a a bit of a buzz he can have, have a, maybe a few cocktails he can join for dessert but he's there just a little too late to pick up the check those numbers just aren't impressive enough to warrant an actual run now i don't have him in front of me he's averaging about 16 uh 16 and 9 which is you know really good but it, i wouldn't say they're gaudy numbers especially with Jokic, harden Giannis, dame all competing for that MVP title. And then you even have periphery candidates like Embiid and LeBron, who, you know, LeBron's obviously still missing some time. Embiid is obviously back now, but it missed a, a decent stretch of time as well. I just, I think, Chris, I think he might be eating at the bar. He might be eating his entree at the bar. Then he sees the guys across the restaurant. Go, oh, guys, hey, you got, hey, got room for one more? And they go, hey, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, we can pull up a chair. They kind of pull up a chair, but he's still kind of on that corner spot. He has to straddle one of the legs, but he's, he doesn't want to talk about how uncomfortable he is. He's like, oh, do you want us to move down a bit? He's like, no, 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 I'm comfortable here because he doesn't want, you know, to be kicked off the table. He's clinging on for dear life. I think that's where he is right now. But again, not a bad position to be in. Some people are doubting. I'd say a lot of people are doubting that we'll actually see Utah and Phoenix in a playoff series as the one and two seed. They'd need to be in the Western Conference Finals. And of course, that means getting past the Clippers. That means getting past the Lakers. That means getting past uh, the, 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 the Nuggets was the team I was <laughs> trying to pull from the back of my head. And uh, do I see both teams making it through? No. But I... I might like Phoenix's chances better than Denver's. Now, 
we're going to jump in to the rapid fire questions and give us your thoughts on the Suns and Sacramento because I'm interested those are two teams with a lot of polarizing opinions so if you, you disagree if you think hey this hey Sacramento's gonna go if you're a delusional Kings fan you say Sacramento's gonna go on a run and they're gonna make it into that playing tournament Fox is gonna have a big game they're making it in the first round they're gonna make it a, a fun five six game series sure let me know and uh, and I will speak to a psychiatrist about getting you some either some medicinal help or some some therapy because you're wrong if you're a Suns fan who is still kind of trained to be a pessimist then let me know I'll talk you through it I'll get you off the ledge now to jump into our rapid fire questions Got to expose myself a little bit. Now, on last week's episode, I made a reckless claim that Wendell Carter Jr.'s ceiling was higher than any other Chicago Bull, including Zach Levine. Now, Caleb immediately corrected me, of course, because he's Caleb, but the damage was done. Of course, two days later, Levine dropped a career-high 50 points, sparked by 39 in the first half alone. Caleb and I were texting like crazy back and forth. It was fucking crazy to watch. I could see my pride shrink with every basket made. So I got to ask, what's something reckless you said that you immediately came to regret? And I got to be honest, producer Gary, he, he, there's no way he listens uh, to this obscure part of the podcast. I said this trying to trick him into apologizing for a horrendous joke he made earlier this week. I'm not even going to say it. He said the meanest thing you could ever say to someone. And, uh, and I was trying to trick him into, you know, the perfect opportunity to apologize. And then I was going to publicly shame him for saying it and not accept his apology. And, uh, and then he had to go to class. So my plan has been foiled. And this is a little, Hey, this is a little, this is a little, I'm whispering now because if he is listening, I don't want to hear next week on the podcast, I'm going to come up with a rapid fire question that puts him in the exact same position. And I'm going to do it every fucking week until he apologizes for the horrendous joke that I'm too big of a man to say. But the time that I spoke recklessly and then immediately fucking regretted it. Now, it's not just the Bulls. This, this, we're actually going to have to go back to my first ever internship. I'm in Toronto and now I got my license very, very late. So I got it about, mm, I got my, like off of my learner's permit, like a month before I moved to Toronto. And so I really hadn't driven alone much at all. I've probably driven alone like 12, 12 times before coming to Toronto. And so I'm there. And then of course I'm taking the subway. I don't have a car. I don't need a car either. And so I get rusty. It's been a few months. And so we're doing, there's, there's now a tournament because I was working for Canada basketball, the, uh, the Olympic team, and they were having a world cup qualifying game at Rico Coliseum. So it's kind of, it's right fucking downtown, right downtown. And the Canada basketball office is way out in Etobicoke and they're sponsored by Toyota and so they had all these Toyota SUVs used to pack stuff. And, you know, my job was supposed to be media. But the thing with a fucking internship is you never do it. You never do what you're actually brought in to do. So I was doing all sorts of stuff. I was, you know, I was a pack mule, essentially. And so they said, hey, pack mule. It also, it seemed unnecessary that they called me pack mule for the whole summer. But, uh, but again, you're an intern, so you deal with that sort of thing. And so they said, hey, uh, you, you filthy pack mule, um, would you mind uh, driving this stuff down to Rico Coliseum? And, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I don't love confrontation. And 
and that's been on the record on this podcast. And it was especially true in my early university days, especially because, you know, I care about my career very much still to this day. So I wanted to please my boss. And I said, oh, of course I can drive that stuff uh, to the arena. And I didn't really know the city that well. I didn't realize Rico Coliseum was right downtown and that they were asking me to pick up stuff from various offices beforehand. So they give me this huge fucking SUV. This thing is, I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's as big as an SUV can honestly be. It was this enormous Toyota SUV that has stickers all over, all these fucking ostentatious stickers slapped on the side. I was like such a douche driving it down the street. People are peering into like, oh, is that an Olympic basketball player? <laughs> no, no, it's just a uh, scrawny white dude being a pack mule. No, don't, don't get mad at me. And uh, it really took me back because this is like the first time I had ever driven in Toronto. And so I put on, on my phone, uh, that I want to avoid highways and tolls. So that was on the mapping system because I was an intern, didn't have money for tolls and I didn't have the driving know-how to make it on the highway. And so it's, it's taking me a certain way and I missed my turnoff. I thought, oh shit. And then I didn't realize that it takes everything you've asked them to do, tolls and highways, out of the equation once you miss that first turnoff. So I start going up a ramp slowly and I fucking realize, I look up to the top of the ramp and it's the freeway. And there are cars whipping by. I have a trunk full of signage, just straight signage blocking all the windows. I can't see anything. People are whipping by me. I had a fucking heart attack. I blacked out the entire moment. Then I had to go downtown. I had to parallel park downtown. People are screaming at me. I just ultimately <laughs> a panic move. I thought I'd be in this one building picking up a sign for two seconds, ran in. And I, I just literally left my car like in the middle of the lane because I couldn't parallel park it. I came out and like a bunch of people are sta were standing around the car, just kind of looking at it, thinking like, what type of dumbass made this maneuver? They were expecting like a 90-year-old man to walk out who has like two eye patches on that are crisscrossing like no it's just a able-bodied 20 year old doing his best it took me back to that john mulaney uh stand-up bit where he's saying hey i know i look like a douchebag and i also don't want me to be doing what i'm doing that was the entire ride now it ultimately worked out but it was uh it was one of the most regrettable moments of my young life as i went up that ramp just every decision flashed in my mind uh, with a, a little speck of regret drizzled on top of that. Oh, shouldn't have taken the internship. Oh, shouldn't have gotten in the car. Oh, shouldn't have ever come into this city. It just, it was a, a constant rain of uh, disappointment and stress. And here I live to tell the tale, um, perhaps weaker because of it. So if I could give one lesson to people, it's do not push yourself. Whatever you think your limits are, Go even a bit below that, just in case. But, uh, oh, man, I would have loved, I bet Carson has a, I, yeah, I think I'll have to, yeah, again, we're going we're gonna to bait Gary into apologizing me for a horrendous joke that I'm too big of a person to repeat. And, uh, and I'm sure Carson has a great one for this, too. Caleb, um, yeah, I think his life is just a long string of statements that he immediately comes to regret. I think it's just a long... Uh, a long cursed streak of anxiety but man okay let's jump into our i'm gonna say it's run out our picks real quick we're pretty close right now caleb was at seven and six i'm at six and seven carson's at eight and five which again this is fucking ridiculous that he's uh, he's on such a surge right now but okay let's jump in we've got 
Friday, Clippers at Sixers. Saturday, Warriors at Suns. Monday, Bulls at Celtics. Now, I'm going to go with the Sixers, Suns, and give me those balls. I got I got to redeem myself after uh, hurting Zach Levine for that long. But Coop, we've got oh, oh, we've got Coop coming in actually. Oh my God! Oh, that's perfect. Now he picked up. Oh, what did he grab here? All right, he Coop. Or no, beer is going Clippers, Phoenix, and Boston. All right, so we will see if Coop pops in here. The next oh, oh, I'm here. My, yo, <laughs> my man oh, what's going on uh, you know it's kind of insane, man dude okay i feel like i was saying earlier i feel like a, a morning show radio host right now we're just taking all right so we've got a caller from <laughs> the london garden oh. center carson from from the garden center how's it going it's going good a little hot here today uh chance of showers later on tonight Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. How was your day on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I'd say uh, an eight point five. All right, Coop. That's all we got time for today. <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna have you answer our rapid fire question real quick, though. Sure. What's uh? What so you weren't on the pod last week, but I said yeah. that Wendell Carter Jr.'s ceiling was higher than any other bull, including Zach Levine. Beer corrected me, but obviously the damage was done. Two days later, Levine dropped his career high 50 <laughs> points, 50 fucking points one day later. Man, okay, so what was something reckless that you said that you yeah. immediately came to regret? And you know what? You you um, texted me this question to mull over over the, over the course of the day, right? You sent that to me this morning. Yeah, and I wanted to let it marinate. I'm not kidding you. Probably 20 minutes after you texted that to me, I had an instance where, oh, wow. where I already regretted it. Yeah, and what was it? Carson, we need you. Like, is there a chance you can work tomorrow, 7 a.m.? And I, I do one of these. <laughs> Whenever, let me just say something before, before I continue. Mm-hmm. Whenever the word or the, the sound or comes out of your mouth before you say something, I say probably nine times out of 10, it's always a regrettable statement afterwards. You make Never it. good. It's never good, right? No. Nope. So I say, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And that was this morning. That was when I was fresh. That's when I was mm-hmm. feeling good, right? And I'm feeling beat. I'm feeling worn down right now. And yeah, do I immediately regret saying, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow at seven? For sure. But am I... That's an early time. Yeah. What did, what did you sell today? You sell any uh, uh, geraniums? Uh, nope. Actually, we don't have any flowers in right now. We just have... Uh, no piccadillies? Uh, no, no. Just flower or just uh, flowers. Just dirt and uh, mulch at the moment. Any no so so no cotton jennies, uh, no cotton jenny joes. Damn ah well I can't wait cotton I can't Joe's. wait to pop over and buy some dirt. All right or mulch, or mulch either or the op yeah options yeah. are endless. All right well, so I've got some yeah. picks for you Coop because sure. you're you're leading the way still you're leading the way. I have a tendency to doing that this season. This is absurd man and you kind of did it last season and I wasn't ripping on I wasn't I certainly was not ripping on you last episode I was saying explicitly you are a full-time teacher and now you're yeah. a fucking gardening too like you don't really have time to watch as as much yeah, it's as, honestly, as i do i know where you're going with this and it's honestly like 
baffling. This is probably the least basketball yeah. I've, I've ever watched in my my life, or as far back as I can remember, which I hate. Like I, yeah. I, I like it, love watching basketball. Yeah, and you and you watch enough to 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 you know do the pod to sure. to to speak sure. on what the topics are. But, but you I, should not be doing this well. Oh, well, I certainly shouldn't. Uh, I'm certainly not watching enough to be in the position I am in terms of picks. I'll say that all the time, constantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So so what you got? We got Clippers at Sixers, Warriors at Suns, Bulls at Celtics. We're going to go with Clippers, yeah, Warriors, and we're going to go with Bulls. Oh, we've got swerves all over the place. Okay, <laughs> we okay, we we don't have us all as a consensus for one game. So that is fucking awesome. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Coop, shout out to you for for hopping in here too. You know what? Better late than never. Day. Better late than never. How long did I leave you in the lurch? Because I saw your text uh, yeah, later. I mean, I don't want to say fifteen minutes, but about fifteen minutes. I was yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was being pre. Dude, it's uh, you got to be. Lo- it's tough. It's lo- you got to be locked in <laughs> when you're just talking solo. I, dolo I was gonna say fair end. enough. Like I, I figured he'd be going solo right now, and that's that's not easy yeah. to do. So I, I tried to get a listener. The people who only listen, um, which is which is the majority of people. I <laughs> they they must have heard a few moments of uh, me just panic joking. Well, because I'm trying to get a sip of this sweet sweet nectar of uh, an iced latte. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was tough to come by because there's <laughs> no one else, no one else to pick up a couple words. It's just just me in the void. But uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Now, Coop. I got yes. a few topics that we're going to run through next week. So stay tuned. Hopefully you're able to make it for that. I keep saving a story, a particular story for when you're oh. on. So it's been weeks in the making. The people are itching for it. But otherwise, if you haven't yet, please uh, give, give a toss us a subscribe on, on why not every platform? It doesn't why cost not? you a thing. No. Give us a, a five-star rating on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. We appreciate those who already have if you're going to take the time to do it you may as well make it five stars i never leave a you're already there less than right? five you're already there you already yeah. went to that trouble but exactly we're not worth a five like what's the distinction between a four and a five like oh the guy kept uh, trying to sip an ice latte he kept choking on the ice yeah i mean come on you're losing us a star for that give us five <laughs> and uh, and get ready for our interview with the kenny brash the most objectified man in bachelor history we don't have stats on that, but I feel like that's accurate. <laughs> now, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll say it for Gary because he's off learning about learning. typography. Typography cool. today, Coop. Yeah, so he's going to give us a decent lecture next week on typography. Yeah, I hope so. Rate, review, subscribe, and remember, a wet bird. <laughs> wet bird doesn't fly at night. Hell no. Thank you. What a